we say good morning to our viewers and listeners. We thank you for your connection and um, join us in our prayers. Dear Lord, thank you for your love and your mercy. We are happy to be in this place, Lord, ready to worship you and give you glory and honor. In the name of Jesus. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost and my hope exhausted, you will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. Yeah, I've decided I'm not giving up. You won't give up on me. You won't give up on me. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. I feel it breaking out like an echo. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. No, I feel it breaking out like an echo. Echo in my soul. season you keep repeating promises to me whoa now there's no stopping what you have started until it is complete when my mind says i'm not good enough god you're enough for me yeah i've decided I'm not giving up. You won't give up on me. You won't give up on me. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. I feel it breaking out like an echo. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. No, I feel it breaking out like an echo. Echo in my soul. I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me, yeah, I've decided I'm not giving up, cause you won't give up on me, you won't give up on me, your love is holding on and it won't let go, I feel it breaking out like an echo, your love is holding on and it won't let go. I feel it breaking out, breaking out. Hey, your love is holding on and it won't let go. I feel it breaking out like an echo. Your love is holding on and it won't let go. I feel it breaking out like an echo, echo in my soul. I was blinded, you give me eyes to see, I was going under, you reach out to me, no there is nothing you won't do, to pick me up and pull me through, every hour, eight days a week, yeah, your love is like a fountain, it'll never run dry, it'll never run dry your love is moving mountains every day of my life every day of my life can i get a witness hallelujah 
hallelujah. We want glory, but can't measure up. We try money, but don't get enough. We our sky with fainting lights, trying to guide us through the night. But you're the one thing that'll carry us. Because your love is like a fountain, it'll never run dry. It'll never run dry. Your love is moving mountains. Every day of my life. Every day of my life. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. 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 So much love, so much grace. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Somebody in this place. Come on now. Can I get a witness? So much love, so much grace. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Somebody in this place. Come on now. Can I get a witness? Your love is like a fountain, it'll never run dry, it'll never run dry. Your love is moving mountains, every day of my life, every day of my life. Can I get a witness? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Can I get a witness? Oh, can I get a witness? 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 That's right. Can we get a witness? <laughs>
living God, come now and breathe upon our hearts. Come now and have your way. When you speak, when you move, when you do what only you can do. Jesus, it changes what we see and what we troubles come and my heart burden me then I am still and wait here in the silence till you come and sit above with me you raise me Oh, 
need you, Lord. We need you with all of our hearts. We acknowledge, Lord, that without you, Lord, we are nothing. And we don't know what the future holds, but we can trust in you, Lord. At this very moment, Father, we come to your presence, trusting in your love, trusting in your mercy, that you, Lord, will continue guiding us to do your will. Father, in days like this, in weeks like this, when we face challenges, Lord, and some of us have challenges with financial problems, relationships, health. Father, we need you. We cannot do life without you, Lord. And we surrender one more time to you, Lord. And we acknowledge, Father, that without you, Lord, we will not be able to, to make it, Father. But with you, Lord, things are different. We present to you, Lord, our needs. And you know each one of them. Listen to the prayers of your people in this moment, Lord, in this holy place. Listen to the prayers of your people, Father, that you will grant them what they are asking you, Lord. In Jesus' name. So do we try again? Do we come to that point to say, okay, God, I'll try again? How we do it? Can we have a new opportunity in life? Because we know that we need his help. Let's read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he went back to the temple area. The people all came to him, and he sat and taught them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought a woman they had caught in bed with a man who was not her husband. They forced her to stand in front of the people. They said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses commands us to stone to death any such woman. What do you say we should do? They were saying this to trick Jesus. They wanted to catch him saying something wrong so that they could have a charge against him. But Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. The Jewish leaders continued to ask him their question. So he stood up and said, Anyone here? who has never sinned, should throw the first stone at her. Then Jesus stooped down again and wrote on the ground. When they heard this, they began to leave one by one. The older men left first, and then the others. Jesus was left alone with the woman standing there in front of him. He looked up again and said to her, where did they all go? Did no one judge you guilty? She answered, no, sir. Then Jesus said, I don't judge you either. You can go now, but don't sin again. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gospel of John, chapter 8, verse 1 through 11. So, are we going to try again? Can we take that opportunity? We all like that idea, right? Now, what we know, guys, is that when we are doing something wrong, it's just a matter of time, right, to get caught. Have you lived that? I lived it. I know what it is 
to do something wrong and eventually get caught. And that's horrible. It's just a matter of time, right? It's just a matter of time. People are, are doing things wrong everywhere. They hide. They think nobody sees that. They will never find out. And eventually, there is the situation just uh, clear up. It shows that we did something wrong. Because sooner or later, when we are doing something wrong, we are going to be caught. And that is terrible. The first thing that we live is embarrassment, right? We are so embarrassed, right? And we are like, oh my gosh, how could I do that? And we experience shame and guilt and regret. I hate that I did that. And then is when repentance comes into action, correct? And we say, well, you know what? I'm not going to do that again, correct? That is exactly what, what we all live. We know that. But if there is something that we need to stop is the beating. We have to stop beating ourselves up to begin with. And we need to stop others beating up the rest of the people. Because it's not right. The Lord Jesus said clearly to her. Where, where are those who were accusing you? Who, who can say, well, I can judge and stone to death this woman who who can say that who can come with the clean hands and say i have done nothing wrong ever i can judge others nobody can do that and the beating is the most important things that we need to stop particularly the one that we do to ourselves because that is the one that is Invisible, and actually nobody noticed that. It's just us, in our bedroom, in our car, in the bathroom, in the shower, wherever we are, by ourselves. We are just thinking of what we have done, the mistakes, all the wrong things that we did at some point. And we, we feel awful. And you know what? We, we just keep saying wrong things to ourselves and we had to stop the beating because it's not what the lord god does to us he doesn't do that he stops the beating the second thing that he and all of us need to do we need to stop criticizing others for what they do right but it starts in my heart if in my heart i'm thinking uh, what this person is doing is wrong and I criticize this person constantly for that it, the only thing that is happening here is that I myself am saying that I am better than it, this individual That's, that is the reason behind the criticism criticizing others and we need to stop that and we need to do that not just with those who are guilty, but also those who are doing good things. <coughs> Have you noticed that? People are doing good things here and there. And sometimes we find ourselves criticizing them for what they are doing. If it's a good thing, you know. We have to be careful with that. Because it's not what the Lord wants us to do. Criticizing others. Much less judging them. Right? That is not the character of our Lord. He is merciful and compassionate. You know what, what is what we need to do, guys? We need to show mercy. Exactly the kind of mercy that we want. The kind of mercy that he gives. We need to show that mercy to everybody. We need to think about that. Because people will respond much better always to mercy than <coughs> judgment or criticism, right? Sometimes we think confrontation is needed. Really? <laughs> it's possible. But more likely, most of us, we know when, when we are doing something wrong, we, we are aware of it. The confrontation not always is needed. It's the opposite. 
What is needed is mercy. Mercy on others. We already know when somebody is doing something wrong. What these individuals need is mercy. We need to show them compassion, understanding. But if we go back to the story that the Lord this is described in the Bible, something that the Lord Jesus did, we find this interesting thing, guys. This woman, in, in reality, she was guilty. She did the wrong thing. Correct? But you know what is the thing that drives me crazy about this scenario? Is the other people bringing her to do that. It's like they felt that they were better than her. We need to be careful with those feelings in our hearts. We are not better than anybody. We are not. You know, think, think of all the possibilities in life. Imagine in, in a point we are making good money. We have a good position in a company. We have a good, possession, good, good position in the company and making good money. So things financially are going great, right? And somebody else is not in that position, is struggling, is having trouble getting a job or paying bills, is going long after long after long trying to survive. So we are here. And we think the way that we are right now with money and things going well are, is, is the way that it's going to be forever. But sometimes it's not what happens. Sometimes we live the experience of losing the job or losing that position, losing the business, and then we are broke. And when we are broke, and then we remember that guy or that family that was broke, then we are more understanding about those individuals. We say, now I understand how, how awful is that. You see? When we, see, when we are in a good financial position and we see somebody that is struggling financially, sometimes we forget that we need to be merciful towards them. Let's talk about health. We are healthy. Things are going well. My body feels great. You know, everything is working well. Now, we are invincible, right? And then we see those who are struggling with health problems. And they tell constantly their problems to everybody. You know, I'm in, I have this problem. I have this other problem. But because we are healthy, we just think poorly of this person. We just think, I'm tired of hearing that. But one day things change. And now we that were healthy in some point, now we are sick. <laughs> now the situation is different. And then we think of that person that was sick and we think, I, I understand now. <laughs> I understand now you know, what is to be in a wheelchair, what is to learn to walk again. <laughs> Relationships, we have a good relationship, a good marriage. We are happy with our family, with our kids, all together. There is a Thanksgiving dinner, birthdays, all kind of holidays. And, and we are so happy, right, getting together with everybody. But we see some that do not have that, right? We, so, we see some that they don't have that kind of environment, that kind of family. There are no individuals around this person. And unfortunately, we don't have mercy for these people. We just think, well, something is wrong with this person. <laughs> right? Something is wrong. I don't know. Nah. It, it, this is family. Why, why are we going to bring this person here? It, it, this family is what we say. But things change in life. And eventually, we are the ones with the broken family. And then we don't have anybody. The kids are not there. The parents are not there. And then we are by ourselves. 
somehow begging to have companion, begging for friendship sometimes. We are like that, wondering where we're going to have the dinner of Thanksgiving or, or Christmas Eve. Who's going to spend the night with me for New Year's Eve? You see? Things change, but we forget. We just think when, when we have the money, when we have the health, when we have the people around us, we just forget about those who don't have those things. But we need to show mercy to them. If we have the money, if we have the health, if we have the family, praise God, right? Thank you, Jesus. But we need to be merciful with those who do not have the money or the health or the relationships because they are hurting. They need mercy. And it's exactly what the Lord Jesus did. We need to focus on the positive guys. Yes, certainly those individuals, they are struggling in, and they have difficulty to get out of the hole, right? <laughs> if that is you, if you are in that situation, that is you the one without the money or without the health or without the relationship, <coughs> whatever problems you have, if that's you, you need to focus on the positive because you cannot be dwelling in your misery it's true. Somebody must show you compassion. <laughs> right? It's true. People cannot be judgmental towards you. It's true. They should be merciful. We agree on that. But if you are struggling, you need to focus on the positive. What are the good things that are happening to you as of today that you can say, well, at least I have this. Because the Lord Jesus went to this scenario and rescued this woman the same way that he rescues uh, rescue us now in these days. He shows that mercy. So he is, he should be our focus, our main point of attention all the time. When we focus on the positive, we need to understand that there is a process of restoration and it's in progress it's in progress where you are is not the end of your life <laughs> you are not in the end of your life this is not the end of the path and that's the the story the end no that's not true you are going through a process of being restored and it's a process, and it's, it's going to take time. And you go through that slowly. And you need to keep that in mind. It's just a process, right? It's just a process. You took one step, and then the next step, and the next step. It's like somebody that is sick, somebody that had a problem with a, a leg, and it wasn't a wheelchair, and then eventually it's, is using the, the walker, right? And then moving the leg. It's, it's a process. So our souls, our minds, our lives re are being restored in a process. But we want things just like that, right? <laughs> I want to get healed right away. I'm tired of being broke. I want to have money again and just like that. You know, my family is a disaster, but I, now I am in the Lord. I want everything just like that. <laughs> It's not going to, to walk that fast, to work that fast. We need to be patient with ourselves and with the process. Because there are lessons that we need to learn. Financial lessons, health lessons, right? Relationships, behavior. We need to learn the lessons. It is a process of restoration and is working out. The Lord Jesus gave her a new opportunity. Can you imagine that? This woman who was behaving in this way, in adultery, got caught. And then in public, and all these people, let's 
Let's stone her to death. Bring her in public, the humiliation. Can you picture this woman, how she felt? <sighs> My gosh. Accused, condemned, ready to die, embarrassed. But then is when the Lord Jesus created for her a new opportunity. And that is what we all have the right to experience, a new opportunity. You have that chance. I have that chance. We all have that opportunity. It's a new opportunity. And that, and that opportunity, you know, guys, it has to do, number one, in our relationship with God. Because our relationship with God must be restored. You need to restore your relationship with the good Lord and make it work great, that relationship. It is so important that we learn that He is God, the Lord, who loves us so much. And say, Lord, thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me. You need to start to learn how to receive that love. You know that there are people that have trouble to receive that love. <laughs> it's like some people that have trouble to receive a hug. <clears throat> have you noticed that? Some people that you want to give them a hug and they're paralyzed or, I mean, it's like a contortionism. I don't know even how to. <laughs> hug some individuals because they don't know how to be held, right? Yeah. So they, they need to learn to receive a hug, to receive a touch. But some people need to learn to receive the love of the Lord in their hearts. It's a new opportunity. We need to be restored in that manner. And so how do we do that? In your time, private time with him. I don't know what is that. You know, I, what do I do? People ask, right? I just sit there and wait. <laughs> what do I do to have a personal time with the Lord? There are many, many things that you can do in your personal time with the Lord. One of those is actually just sitting there quietly and try to hear His voice. If you only start there, sitting there, in your chair, in your couch, or wherever you sit. You grab your Bible, your tea, or coffee, whatever you drink. You start there. Take time with God. That is essential. It's the number one thing that we all should have every day. The Lord in my life. The Lord for me, me, the Bible, and you take your time. Five, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you get into that routine, you and the Lord, because it's a new opportunity for you to restart, but restart that thing right. It's with him, number one, fell in love with the Lord. You have to fall in love with the Lord. You have to to love him, you have to learn to, to receive his love. Because from there is where the rest of the things are going to grow. You know, he is the source. Have you thought of this? That if he is who we say he is, king of the universe, he has the authority to fix everything. Have you ever thought that maybe... What is lacking in your life is that good relationship with Him. Because it, once you have that good relationship with Him, you will see how He will work with you in this restoration process. Things are going to work much better for you. But you have to do that. Definitely, it's a new opportunity to establish relationships with somebody. You know, sometimes we... We are separated. Some people are divorced. 
and they are longing for, for somebody, that person will come. But it has to be a godly person. It has to be a godly person. You have to put the Lord first. You see, he has to be first in your life. And then he will add everything else to you. And uh, you can have a new opportunity with work. Because sometimes that is the situation. Our work, our careers are not working well. Something is not right. And we are not making enough money or we are not creating the kind of businesses that we want. And we are trying to do it on our own. I got to do this. I got to do this. I have to do it myself. That is the idea that we have. And that is a wrong idea. If you learn to rely on the Lord first, if you just put all your hope in him, and then you take your time with him, he will just bring into your mind ideas of what is what you can do with your work and your career and your businesses. Because he wants to restore us also in that capacity. And you know what? Sometimes we need to be restored in our church relationships. <laughs> because a lot of us, maybe all of us, we got hurt some, somehow, some way with the church business, right? Something happened out there. And we are just, just burned out. We say, church, no thank you. And I know some of my friends that watch and listen, some, sometimes they struggle with that idea. They say, I like this. I can hear the message. I can listen to the music and, you know, pray with you. And I like all that. But church, no. Thank you, but no thank you. That is a no-no, they say. But we need to be restored also in that capacity. Come back to church. Come back to fellowship. And just ex explore it one more time. Give to the Lord the opportunity to show us that church is a good thing to do. And things are going to be much better for us. We need to learn to do things right. Right? Just do the right thing. Do the right thing. Let's do the right thing. The Lord Jesus said to her, you know, where are those who, who want to kill you? They are not here. Good. I'm not judging you either. You are good to go. Just do me a favor, girl. <laughs> do things right. <laughs> Don't mess it up. <laughs> Don't do it again. You see? That is the beauty of the restoration in our lives. Once the Lord is taking you out of all those problems that you had, and he's showing you a new path, do the right thing. And the Lord will tell you what is the right thing. You will hear his voice. You will know it. You know, some people say, I, I, don't, I don't hear God. I don't know what he wants from me. But in reality, they do know. They hear God. They just don't want to do it. <laughs> That's the difference. And we need just to say, well, Lord, what is exactly what you want me to do? Because when you are honest with him in your private time, and you just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do things right now. Tell me what is what you want me to do. He will tell you. He is he's quick to tell you. He will make the impression in your heart. He will give you the idea. I don't know. Maybe he will give you a dream. He will show you a thought. Something will come into your imagination. A, a picture in your mind. A phone call. A something is going to happen that will show you what is what he wants you to do. And then you have to do it right. You know, this Psalm 23 is my favorite Psalm. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I will always have everything I need. He gives me green pastures to lean on. He leads me by calm pools of water. Because he is my shepherd. 
right? He is the one who will take care of me and all my needs, all your needs. It's not X person or X investment or X company. No, no. It's your solution will not come from a person or a company or an investment. No. No. Your, your solution comes from him. He is the one. He is the one who can change everything for you. The, que the question is if you are willing to be that sheep, right? Listen to this. He restored my strength. He leads me on right paths to show that he is good. Because he's so good. When, when you have your, your time with the Lord, and you will start to learn to receive his love in your, in your heart, you will find out in that private time, you, you will start to find out that he loves you exactly as you are. And you need to accept yourself and say, loves me Lord for your love you just need to learn to say that in your private time how wonderful will be that you know that you are in your private time and you are there and you say to him thank you Lord for loving me thank you Lord for your love for me When you have that love in your heart, fear is going to go away. Doubt is going to go away. Sorrow, frustration, all that is going to go away. In that private time. And once you learn to enjoy that, <laughs> you will just come back to Him. You will just come back to him every day to find that moment, those minutes that are so precious between you and the Lord, and you just know how wonderful he is. And you just fall in love with him and you say, oh Lord, thank you. Thank you for loving me. Do that. Take your time every day, okay? Do you want to join me in a prayer? Dear Lord, I confess my sins before you. I know that it was not fair to you, neither to others, when I did wrong things. I'm sorry, Lord. Could you please forgive me? I need your forgiveness. I need your love. I need you. I would love if you please fill my heart with your Holy Spirit. Please make me the person that you want me to be. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. You are amazing, Father. Thank you for your love and for accepting me in your kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He loves you. And he saves you. Would you say with me the declaration? I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. This year, I will become more spiritual. Friends, thank you so much for coming up to church. You go with the peace of the Lord in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful weekend. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know. I